Writing detailed sentences can be tough unless you have some strategies in your back pocket. This is the third episode in this Expanding Sentences series. And if you missed the last two episodes in the series, I spoke on adding the two A's, which are adjectives and adverbs, in order to expand a sentence, and that was episode 153. And then I went deep into the five W's and H strategy, and that was episode 154. So make sure to listen to those two episodes, and today we are starting the third. We are going to be expanding sentences by focusing on combining sentences with conjunctions. Now, conjunctions are those small but mighty words that connect our thoughts and ideas, and I can't wait to share this strategy with you. So if you are ready, I will meet you inside. Welcome to the Literacy Dive podcast, a podcast for educators who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing instruction. I'm your host, Megan, a true lover of all things literacy. Join me each week as we dive into teaching tips, engaging ideas, and actionable step-by-step strategies and examples to help you close the gap and lead confidently with best practices. I'm all about keeping things simple and digestible so that you can implement what you learn here as soon as tomorrow. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. It is a pleasure to have you join me each week as we explore various literacy topics, and I am just having a blast with this series on sentence expansion strategies. The very thing that binds our words into complex thoughts are conjunctions, the unsung heroes of sentence structure. These are the connectors of complex sentences, and I know that's where you probably want your students to move from. Those really, really simple sentences to combining sentences together, making them a lot more complex. Sentence construction isn't just about putting words together. It's about weaving ideas to create a far bigger picture. And that's where conjunctions come in, linking those simple sentences to build compound and complex sentences that are just more robust and more full of life. Conjunctions are the glue of the grammar world, I like to think. Conjunctions are words that link other words, phrases, or clauses together. They help in creating complex sentences and in showing the relationship between different parts of a sentence. So I'm going to be going through some of the different types of conjunctions, some that you may use regularly and some that you might not use that often with your students, but I'm going to be going through some of these different types with you, and I'm going to briefly tell you what they are and what they mean. Now, there are going to be three main categories of conjunctions that I'm going to dive into, and these are the three main sets that I like to ensure that students are aware of. Once students get that awareness, that is when they can start to recognize conjunctions when they see them in text. That's when they can start thinking about which conjunction could actually work well in their own writing, and that's when they can start that exploration and actually practicing it, putting it into application. So that is why it's so important to make sure that your students are aware of these three main categories, but not just that they exist, they really have to understand what it is and how it works. 
The three main categories of conjunctions that I like to ensure that they know are coordinating conjunctions, subordinating conjunctions, and correlative conjunctions. We're going to begin with the one that you probably know best, which is coordinating conjunctions. Now, coordinating conjunctions connect words, phrases, or independent clauses of equal rank. Some of the main coordinating conjunctions are for, and, nor, but, or, yet, and so. And I say that this is probably one that you know because if you are scrolling Pinterest or if you have a poster up in your classroom and you are talking about conjunctions, it probably says fanboys. So that's going to be the ones that we're going to start talking about. The first one in that set, for, it implies reason. And for is going to be used in a manner similar to the word because. So an example of this is, I was hungry for I hadn't eaten all day. And so that is a way that you can connect, I was hungry and I hadn't eaten all day. Together as one sentence, I can just throw in for, and that is going to be, it's going to imply that reason. The second one, and, in this set of coordinating conjunctions, it's going to add one thing to another. It's going to kind of be used as continuation or as an addition. So an example of this is, she bought apples and oranges. So in simple sentences, you might say, she bought apples. She also bought oranges. Well, instead of repeating some of those words, we can join them together with the word and, and it still holds the meaning of two separate thoughts. When we hear that she bought apples and oranges, we understand that one person purchased two different things, but it is now in a combined sentence and it just flows better for the reader. Nor combines two negatives to mean neither. Now, an example of this is going to be, he neither drinks nor smokes. And so we are telling someone that there are multiple things that this person does not do, and we're going to combine them using nor because it's something that is not happening, a negative. The word but, that is going to show contrast. And so whenever we're thinking about speaking it, here's an example. She is young, but she is wise. Now, the contrast here is that when we think about young people or when we think about a kid, we don't think about them as being wise because we think about having lots of years and lots of experiences. And so older people would be wise. So when we say she is young, but she is wise, we're actually showing contrast, but we're actually now giving a lot more description to how this girl is, even though she is young. She's super, super intelligent and wise. The word or presents an alternative or it presents a choice. So whenever you're speaking, this is an example, do you want tea or coffee? It just sounds better when you are providing people with choices to use that coordinating conjunction of or instead of asking multiple questions and then having your person have to try to think about which one they want. So I wouldn't naturally go to someone and say, do you want coffee? Do you want tea? Do you want lemonade? I could just say, do you want coffee, tea, or lemonade? And that way they can be able to think about those options and tell me which one they want. So or is going to be one that I think your students would probably use a lot. The why in fanboys is for yet, and the word yet introduces a contrast And it can also mean but or it can mean nevertheless. 
So an example of using this in a sentence is, it was raining, yet we continued our picnic. And so for this one, you would think, well, if it's raining, something that you can't do is sit outside and be at a picnic. But if we did it anyway, or nevertheless, we still continued on our day, you could use that word yet. And then the last one, so, it implies effect or a result or a consequence. An example of this could be, it was late, so I went home. Or, I didn't study for my test, so I got a failing grade. Or, I forgot my book fair money, so I couldn't buy a book. And so this is just going to show that something is happening, there's a result, kind of like a cause and effect relationship, and that's another one that once your students understand is one that they can actually start applying and making the writing sound really good by expanding that thought. You may have already taught these to your students using the acronym of fanboys, like I said earlier, but even if you taught these, there are way more conjunctions, and that is going to be what your challenge is today, is to think about how many of these conjunctions have you taught, how many of them have you not taught, and how can you get your students learning these conjunctions and then using these conjunctions. The second group of conjunctions that I'm going to talk about are subordinating conjunctions, and subordinating conjunctions connect an independent clause with a dependent clause, showing the relationship between the two. While there are lots of conjunctions, some of the common subordinating conjunctions include the word because, the word although, if, when, after, while, and unless. Those are the seven that I'm going to go over today. So I'm going to start back at the beginning, but those are going to be some of the ones, and I just want you to listen to these one more time and think about, have you specifically taught your students what this conjunction is and what the purpose of it is within a sentence? Because, although, if, when, after, while, and unless. So starting with because, that is going to show causation. An example? I stayed home because it was raining. The word although is going to introduce a concession of some sort. Although it was cold, she went out without a coat. The word if indicates a condition. If you study hard, you will pass your exams. The word when specifies a time. When I wake up, I like to drink coffee. The word after indicates a sequence in time. After the movie, we went to dinner. The word while indicates a time or a contrast. While I love to travel, I hate spending time at the airport flying. And the word unless indicates a condition that's an exception. I will go out unless it rains. So those are some simple subordinating conjunctions that your students can definitely take ownership of. If you provide it to them with the word and just the purpose of it and then give them a simple sentence or example like I did right there, that is going to be what they need to know in order to try it on their own. And just like the other episodes, you can absolutely take, borrow, steal any of these sentences that I am giving to you today as examples, take those and use them with your students because what we know is that in the very beginning, When you are teaching these as a first time, second time run through, you don't want to get too complicated. You want to keep it simple so that they can understand 
They can start practicing it, trying it out, and then they can start doing more fancy, more interesting types of concepts with those conjunctions. But you want to start off simple so that they can be able to understand it, use it correctly, and then apply it to their writing. Ever wonder why students can't seem to retain those key vocabulary words? Is it a struggle to make vocabulary stick in your students' minds long after the quiz is over? Do you feel like you have run out of creative ways to teach new words? Well, I hear you, and the answer is here. A resource that weaves vocabulary development seamlessly into writing exercises. You can seriously watch your students' word knowledge and writing competence grow together effortlessly and enjoyably. It's truly the dual power approach that you've been waiting for. Enriching vocabulary while polishing writing skills. And now, my vocabulary writing prompts are offered by grade level. I know, it might sound too good to be true, but if you're curious to experience the transformation firsthand, I want you to grab a free sample compiled just for you. Ideal for second to sixth grade educators, you can now try a tailored vocabulary writing prompt for each grade level. Witness the spark of interest and the growth in your students' writing abilities yourself. You can find this download in the show notes, but you could also head to theliteracydive.com slash vocabulary and download your free sample today. Step into a new world where vocabulary learning is engaging, effective, and exciting. Do not miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize the way that you teach vocabulary. Now, the last group that I'm going to talk about today is correlative conjunctions. Correlative conjunctions I love because these are pairs of conjunctions that work together to coordinate two different items. And so I'm going to give you some examples that are really popular ones, again, that I think that your students could definitely learn and take ownership of. But I really love these because you get to kind of pair them together, couple them together, and one really can't work without the other for this type of conjunction. The first type that I'm going to talk about are the conjunctions both and. Now, when you're using both and together, it's going to link two like things. So an example of this is both the cat and the dog are sleeping. I like to tell my students that these types of conjunctions kind of grow them up a little bit because this is coming from two thoughts, which is the cat is sleeping, the dog is sleeping. Now, I've already told them that we don't want to repeat is sleeping. We can combine these together. And naturally, your students are going to wave their hands and say, I know, I know, I know. We can use the conjunction and and say, The dog and cat are sleeping, right? And while that would be appropriate, I would then want to take them one step further and say, listen, we can use this conjunction pair of both and, and it just has a different structure. It starts that sentence in a different way, but it also can give you the same meaning. And that's where we would get both the cat and the dog are sleeping. The second pair I love to use and I love to teach are the either or. And this is going to present two alternatives. And so an example is, you can either stay here or come with us. And that is going to present that choice. So it's going to be either or. The third one that I love students knowing are going to be 
neither, nor, or neither, nor, neither, neither, whatever you say, that's going to be the word paired with nor. And the purpose of these two joining together is going to be to present two negatives. And so an example is, neither the passcode nor the key worked. So it's showing that I tried two different things and neither of them worked. And that is how you can write that sentence to join. The passcode didn't work. The key didn't work. And the fourth one that I'm going to do, and I'm going to stop after this one, but the fourth one is not only, but also. And so joining those two together, not only, but also, it is going to add emphasis. And this is a great way to expand a sentence and to give a little bit more detail. So an example is, not only is she smart, but she is also kind. And so it's really just kind of highlighting and adding a little bit more to something that is already possibly great that we want to share about someone else. Or it could be something negative too, like not only is it dark, but it's also really cold. And so that's not necessarily something that you might love, but it's really showing that emphasis of, who this is something more than just dark. And for the girl, this she's something more than just smart. She's really, really kind. You really should get to know her. To repeat those conjunctions, it's going to be the both and, either or, neither nor, and not only, but also. Those are going to be the correlative conjunctions that I like students to know. So I know this was a little bit probably more of like a teaching type of podcast first because If you don't know all of the conjunctions, then it's going to be kind of hard to follow what to do when I give you these action steps. And so I really wanted to make sure that you had a place where you could very easily and simply grab these conjunction types, grab some examples, and get those into the lives of your students. Now, conjunctions are essential tools in writing that help to establish the relationship between ideas and to build more complex and varied sentences. Now, this was intentional. I wanted you to hear all of the ones that you can experiment with, but now as we go into the implementation steps and we go into some real examples that you can take and model with your students, I'm only going to be focusing on three coordinating conjunctions for this one. But when you are doing this with your students, I would highly recommend you start with the coordinating conjunctions and then dabble into some subordinating conjunctions like because, although, or when, because these little powerhouses give sentences just new dimensions of meaning and coherence. And it just really, really, really makes that sentence expand and it gives it a lot more description. So now we're going to walk into a simple plan to make conjunctions a part of your student's writing toolkit. So I'm going to list off the steps that you're going to take with showing them, modeling how to use these conjunctions, and then letting them do this for themselves. So step one is going to be to identify two simple sentences that can be related to each other. Again, use any of the ones that I used earlier, or we could actually right now choose two new sentences. And so I could say, I was really tired. I needed a cup of coffee. Step two is going to be to select the appropriate conjunction that can connect these sentences together meaningfully. So then I'm going to go ahead and think of what I just said. 
I was really tired. I needed a cup of coffee. So right there, I know that there could be the implied reason. It could be almost used into telling why I needed the coffee, and that was because I was tired. So I could use the coordinating conjunction for. I also could use the coordinating conjunction so because that definitely is going to imply like a cause and effect relationship. There's a result and a consequence. I needed the coffee because I was really tired. Being really tired is causing me to need coffee. So those are two off the top of my head that I think I could definitely apply to combine these two thoughts. And so those sentences are really going to matter because depending on what those sentences are, there could be some conjunctions that really lend themselves well, or there could be some conjunctions that are like, no, that one would not apply at all. So it's really great to actually do this modeling because through this, your students can have some dialogue, some discussion, and you can really show how some of these will work better and some of these would not work at all. So step number three is after you select the appropriate conjunction or conjunctions, you are then going to combine the sentences using the chosen conjunction, paying attention to the flow of the ideas. Beginning with the first conjunction I had mentioned for, thinking about the coordinating conjunctions fanboy, for, and, nor, but, or, yet, so, I could combine my two thoughts, my two sentences, by saying, I needed a cup of coffee for I was very tired. So that is one way that I could combine those two sentences. Another way that I could combine it, as I said, was using the word so. And I could just say, I was really tired, so I needed a cup of coffee. And so I'm just, you know, being able to follow that thought up with, well, I was this way, and so here is what I need to do as a result or as a consequence in order to make me not tired anymore. After you are creating this new sentence, combining those sentences with the chosen conjunction or conjunctions, step four is going to be to discuss. Discuss the new combined sentence that you just made. I always like to ask them this question. How does the conjunction change the relationship between the ideas? And you are going to get some great dialogue, some great discussion. That question alone is going to spark so much to come out of your students. And that's what you want. Because once they can start verbalizing how that sentence changed or how that sentence improved by way of that conjunction, it's going to become more common and it's going to allow your students to see the purpose of it. And then they can start using it themselves. But we really can't use anything that we don't understand or that we haven't been taught. And so that's why this is so, so important. So that discussion piece, discuss, discuss, discuss. And then step five is going to be to practice creating the compound and complex sentences with different conjunctions and just getting that practice in. So five simple steps for you right there to get this up and running. So now I'm going to go into, like I said, just using some coordinating conjunctions, because again, that's what I would start with. And I'm going to do three examples with you that you can take back and use these with your students. So the first example is, I'm going to give them two simple sentences. My first sentence, the sun set. The second sentence, the sky turned orange. 
And then I'm going to select the appropriate conjunction that could combine those two together. And the conjunction that I'm going to choose is and. Then I'm going to combine these sentences together. So those two sentences together becomes the sun set and the sky turned orange. After that sentence, we're going to discuss how that new sentence sounds and how that conjunction enhanced that relationship between the two ideas. And then they could be set to go and practice on their own. Here is a second example that you could use with your students when modeling this. My first sentence, she was hungry. The second sentence, she made a sandwich. And I'm going to already think about, okay, she was hungry, she made a sandwich. That is like a cause and effect. There's a result there. I'm going to use the conjunction of so. And just like I'm doing now, I'm starting to think about, well, these are my sentences. This is what's happening. I understand what these different conjunctions mean and do. So therefore, this is the one that would be best to combine the sentences. It's so powerful to speak your thoughts. And so just like in your brain, you are making these connections and trying to rationalize between these words, it's going to be important for you to speak that aloud so that your students can do that same thing. So is going to be the best conjunction for me to use. So these two sentences are going to transform into, she was hungry, so she made a sandwich. And then we would do the same thing, talk about it, discuss it, and then you can set them off to practice or you can set them off to do their next activity. The third example I'm going to share with you are two more sentences. He likes to swim and the pool was closed. So he likes to swim, the pool was closed. When considering the different conjunctions that you could apply and make it work, I'm going to pick the conjunction of but. I know that when I'm thinking about these two different ideas, I'm also kind of seeing some contrast here, right? It's something that he likes to do, but the place that he likes to do it is closed. So there is a little bit of a conflict happening. There's a little bit of a contrast happening. So I'm going to use but. So when I'm combining it, it's going to turn into, he likes to swim, but the pool was closed. And that's going to be the sentence I made. And then we're going to discuss how that sounds and the power of that conjunction in the sentence. Okay, so that seemed like a lot, but it's just conjunctions are incredible ways that you can expand your sentences. And when students understand how to use them, their writing is going to thrive and flourish like never before. Going back to the beginning, we discussed three different types of conjunctions, coordinating, subordinating, and the correlative. And the coordinating conjunctions that we talked about are four and, nor, but, or, yet, so. The subordinating conjunctions that we talked about are because, although, if, when, after, while, unless, and the correlative conjunctions, the pairs, remember those are the pairs that we talked about are both and, either or, neither nor, and not only but also. So those are going to be the ones that we discussed here. And if you want to try any of them, there are examples for all of them in the beginning of this episode. So we have indeed journeyed through the world of conjunctions, but hopefully you can see how they really can change the landscape of a sentence. 
By combining ideas, we allow for more complex expressions and a greater depth of understanding when we are communicating to other people or to an audience. I would highly encourage you to bring this strategy into your classrooms. It's a simple step that can make a significant impact on your students' writing because conjunctions are not just words. They are the bridges that connect ideas and showcase the relationships between them. So I highly recommend that you take one of these conjunctions and implement this strategy with your students. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Literacy Dive podcast. Keep those conjunctions handy and watch as your students' writing grows in complexity and in style. Do not be surprised if you also begin hearing them speaking more complex using conjunctions to combine their related thoughts because that is going to happen. Once you know it, you can apply it. And that's not just in writing, that's also in speaking. If you know anyone who is having a little bit of trouble with conjunctions or teaching conjunctions to students or who is looking to just add a little bit more pizzazz, make sure to share this episode with them. Just hit the share button, send it to them, and allow them to dive into the world of conjunctions as well. But thank you so much for supporting this podcast by the way that you share it, by the way that you leave feedback, or by the way that you rate the show. It's so helpful to help other educators, teachers, parents, whoever is working with students to come gain some knowledge and go and apply it to enhance the learning for students. We are not done. Next week, we are continuing this expanding sentences, the sentence expansion series, and we're going to be talking about how we can use prepositions to enhance sentences, mainly with thinking about location, time, and more. So come on back next week to learn about another strategy for expanding sentences. Until next time, keep diving into literacy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to click that follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Until the next episode, we can hang out over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive, and you can search The Daily Writing Disguise in your web browser to dive into a stockpile of creative writing activity collections created by me, with student engagement in mind. For literacy resources and support, you can search The Literacy Dive on TPT. I'll catch you in the next episode.